Well, I want to welcome you all. We uh, just had our prayer time, which is always so important. That's one thing I love. Uh, I think all of us love about this uh, Sunday school class that we we share that time in prayer, uh, not only with our needs but also with our praises. That's pointed out several times, Pastor Steve, Pastor Larry, this morning, and just. Not a coincidence, but actually Larry and I graduated seminary the same year. So I thought I had remembered Larry McCall, and that's where it was from. So we kind of reminisced a little bit of, uh, it's a long time ago, but some, sometimes uh, God gives us clearness of mind for little moments when we uh, think back different chapters in our lives. Well, our blessed hope, we talk about it, we claim it. But until we live it, it can be hard to understand and comprehend it. Our only hope in this life is our blessed hope. Last month at my mom's funeral, I experienced firsthand the peace that God's blessed hope gives to us as believers. As the pastor who oversaw the funeral shared his testimony, how my mom had shared with him at a VBS meeting, how to be saved. He stood up and testified that she had led him to the Lord. As the soloist sang mom's favorite song, Jesus is all the world to me, reminded me how she gave her life in serving kids in any way that she could so that they would hear the gospel. And those words, I just want to share a little bit with you. Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without Him I would fall. When I am sad, to Him I go. No other can cheer me so. When I am sad, He makes me glad. He's my friend. Jesus is all the world to me, my friend in trials sore. I go to him for blessings and he gives them o'er and o'er. He sends the sunshine and the rain. He sends the harvest golden grain. Sunshine and rain, harvest of grain. He's my friend. Jesus is all the world to me. I want no better friend. I trust him now. I'll trust him when life's fleeting days shall end. Beautiful life with such a friend. Beautiful life that has no end. Eternal life, eternal joy. He's my friend. When the soloist sang that song at her funeral, it was a joy to know my mom was in the arms of Jesus at that moment her time on earth ended. The words to a song my family sang while I was growing up became even more real. And that was one that we sang as a family when the roll is called up yonder. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. When the saved diverse shall gather over on the other shore, when, is, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Let us lay before the Master from dawn till setting sun. Let us talk of all His wondrous love and care. 
then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. This morning, we're going to look at God's Word to find out what our blessed hope is and why our blessed hope is so important to all of us as believers. We won't cover all the scriptures on the subject, but we'll get a strong sampling and better understanding of our blessed hope. Before we go into this study, let's pause for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we have our blessed hope because you saved us. Father, our lives could end in the next moment. We don't know. Or we could live a long life, Lord. We're in your hands. And I pray, Father, that as we see loved ones pass away, see them enter the gates of heaven, Lord, we would have renewed joy that we're part of your family. We didn't deserve it. But by your grace, we have been adopted into your family. And I pray, Father, your word would provide through your Holy Spirit comfort that our blessed hope is nothing to take for granted, but something to cherish, something to remember, especially in those times where our loved ones pass on from earth to your presence. Teach us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, first we want to answer the question, what is our blessed hope? And first we're going to look at the answer that it was promised by God. And we're going to look at Titus chapter 1, verse 2 specifically, but to get the context, we're going to read the first four verses. We'll be looking at different passages this morning, usually center on one, but this morning to cover this, to help us understand again our blessed hope, we'll look at several different passages. Titus 1, 1 to 4. Paul, a bondservant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of those chosen of God and the knowledge of the truth, which is according to godliness, in the hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promised long ages ago, but at the proper time manifested even his word in the proclamation with which I was entrusted according to the commandment of God our Savior to Titus, my true child, in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. The hope of eternal life with this hope, we can keep going every day. Pictured for us in John 6, 37, Jesus speaking, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me I lose nothing but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise Him up on the last day. That's a great promise. 
God is incapable of lying. He gave us this hope before time began. Salvation, eternal life, our blessed hope is all about God's grace. Eternal life, John 3, 14 shares, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. We were condemned as sinners, but justified through Jesus Christ's payment for our sins on the cross of Calvary. That's amazing. How often do we stop and think about that? My mom spent her life investing in kids. She was 89. Been married to my dad 71 years. But she invested in kids when there was VBS, when there was CEF, when there was Good News Club, when there was Awanas, Children's Worship, Camp Director. She invested her time because she believed she wanted all the kids to hear about Jesus, that they too could be saved. As I shared earlier, at the age of five, the pastor who oversaw my mom's funeral testified that at the age of five, my mom shared with him how he could be saved and he became a Christian. Secondly, what is our blessed hope? It's a better hope. Hebrews 7.18 For on the one hand there is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. For the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. We can approach God through Jesus. When our time of need, God hears us. He doesn't turn us away. He's always there. The Old Testament law didn't save, but it condemned everyone. But our better hope is Jesus' sacrifice for our sins. So the curse of sin and our condemnation due to sin would be satisfied. Hebrews 6.17 shares, Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability, big word, of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. God's promise and His oath are immutable. That's a legal term for a will that was unchangeable by anyone but the maker of the will. Strong consolation means strong encouragement. Do we need encouragement? Do we need hope today? And thirdly, we understand our better hope, our blessed hope. It's the foundation of our salvation. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. What is our reason for the hope that is in us? 
salvation while anticipating eternal life and redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. That person we are in contact with that God brings our way and God prompts us to share with them the gospel and we say, well, there's always tomorrow. We don't know that. The Lord could come today. The Lord could call us home today. And that opportunity will have slipped by. As somebody was sharing in our prayer group this morning, when God prompts you to do it, do it. Because time is so short. As believers, we're to expect suffering, as shared in 1 Peter 3.13. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation. Do not be troubled. It's not popular with the world to mention sin and sinners. But when we share the gospel, we're not going to get pats on the back as if our reward is here on this earth. It's with the Lord. It's what God needs us to be doing and sharing. One way we share, I know most of you have heard of the Romans Road. All the verses here out of the book of Romans, how important that we have something to share with people. Say, oh, well, give me a couple of days, I'll get back with you. We don't know if we have a couple of days. But the Romans road, simple. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us can equal what Jesus did upon the cross. Romans 6.23, A, the wages of sin is death. But then we have 23b, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that amazing? We, didn't do, we were enemies of God and Jesus came and paid the price for our sins. And then Romans 10, 13 Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. God doesn't put a time limit on salvation. Praise God. When we wander away from Him, God's still hanging on to us. We're the ones pushing Him away. But... We've got to turn back to Him at times in our lives. Do we always walk perfectly with God? None of us do. But God still loves us. God is our Heavenly Father. He will never desert us, never forsake us. But we will suffer because the world isn't going to say, I'm a sinner, I'm glad, unless God moves on their heart. We're dead in our sin. What can a dead person do? Anything? Not a thing. So when God draws, He draws us to Him. He works on our heart. He works on that person's heart. Draws them to Him so that they too can be saved. It's not of works lest any man should boast. I'm glad it's not based on works. I'd fall way short. I think we all would. And it says also in God's Word, we're to live out Matthew 5.13 it says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt 
has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Those living in sin don't want God's children to be salty and lights. Yet that's what we're to be. And how can we do it? Only with God's help. So we briefly answered the first question, what is our blessed hope? Now we'll begin to answer the second question, why is our blessed hope so important? Why is it important? First of all, it provides comfort. We'll look at two passages, very familiar ones, but one that we need that reminder of how it provides comfort. The first is in 1 Thessalonians 4, beginning at verse 13. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. During this time of my mom's uh, homecoming to, to be with Jesus, I appreciate all the cards that were sent to us. And there's one in particular, I just wanted to share a little portion of it, because sometimes when the Lord allows us to go through something in our lives, it's so that we can better minister to somebody who's going to be going through it real soon. Amen? Isn't that true? Here's what somebody shared. I won't say who it was, but it meant a lot to me. Please know that this card travels much slower than the prayers that have been lifted up to the throne of God. On behalf of your family and your precious father, as you grieve the passing of your mom. Though the physical distance between you may have prevented you from being physically present as you might like, it's a fact that prayer can close such great distances and it is not limited by time and space. How long does a prayer take to get to God? Every time it, say, God, did you get that? He gets it. He hears it. He answers it. In fact, the answer is on its way when we're asking it. Psalm 139 reminds us God knows our thoughts. He knows what's going on in our life before it happens. When you think about that, you think, well, maybe I should let him have control. Maybe I need to get my hand off the steering wheel. That's not blaming God when I end up in the ditch. Let him drive our lives 
As believers, we eagerly anticipate Christ's return. And that was definitely true with the believers in Thessalonica, turning from idols to God, as was earlier reported in chapter 1, verse 9, how you turn to God from idols to serve a living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, that is, Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath to come. Do we wait in the morning? We say, Lord, are you coming today? Be great. And then as the day progresses, we say, yes, Lord, anytime. I don't know about you. You ever have a day like that? And by noon, we're really ready. We need to be ready in a moment's notice. Twinkling of an eye. The believers in Thessalonica questioned what happens to those who die before Christ's return. God wants them and us to know that those who sleep, die before His return, will come back at His return to rapture those alive on this earth. That's a comfort for us. The rapture of the church can take place any time. My dad, during the funeral, a short time after I was talking with him, he said this several times. My wife saw it too. My, my dad said, we had talked about going together. When my wife dies, I want to go with her. And he said, come Lord Jesus, are we ready? It says that that awesome event will include a shout, likely one of the archangels, like Michael. A shout of command. In the Old Testament, a trumpet called the people out of the camp to meet God. It was a trumpet of deliverance. Are we ready when we hear the trumpet? First the dead, those sleeping, those who died prior to the rapture will have their spirits already with the Lord joined up to resurrect in new bodies that don't wear out, don't get cancer, don't get sick. Then we who are alive on this earth will be caught up and snatched away. I know when I'm younger and you're a young Christian, you think, you know, I've got a long time here. We don't know when that moment can be. A conclusion here, the primary purpose of this scripture we just read is to provide comfort to believers whose loved ones have died. Comfort based on the dead will participate in the Lord's coming at the rapture. And when Christ comes, be reunited with the Lord with our loved ones and will be with the Lord how long? Forever. How long is that? Forever. We can't describe it any other way. A second passage you want to look at is in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 58. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we'll all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on imperishable and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. What a privilege we have to walk on this earth today. This passage is often used at funerals where believers passed away and echoes what we looked at in 1 Thessalonians 4. Love in verse 57 talks about victory, of overcoming, conquering, only through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the great promise of John 6.44, No one can come to me, come to Jesus, unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. And of course, John 14.6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but through me. Verse 58, great encouragement to keep focused on serving the Lord because our victory over death is secure in Jesus. No work done in Jesus' name is ever wasted. Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. That God gets the glory. What an honor and privilege to live right now. Every day is a gift from God. And since we know our future resurrection are snatching away when the trumpet sounds, we can live with courage and confidence that God is sovereign over all. A second reason our blessed hope is so important is that our blessed hope provides urgency to today. Scripture records in Titus 2.13, but reading in the context, verse 11 of Titus 2, For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed, to purify himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Time is against us. Time on this earth. Time to live for the Lord. And if the Lord comes today or we die today, our time is done. One opportunity to walk on this earth. What can we share with a world of unbelievers? The gospel that has eternal consequences. My mom used to use the wordless book. Anybody ever heard of that? You know what I'm talking about? Didn't have any words in it. Just had colors in it. Each color represented something. And I remember... VBS, she would use that a lot of times to explain the gospel to kids so they could understand it. And she would work in Good News Club, five-day club, VBS, wherever she could work with kids. Her goal, her testimony was to scatter the seed and let God do with it what He chooses. My mom wrote one book called Remember When. And if you will allow me to, I just wanted to read a little bit about when she accepted the Lord. 
She wrote this as part of her testimony. The Lord was working on her heart and she found a pamphlet entitled Heaven or Hell. And she read Romans 3.23 and she realized sin meant the bad things I had done. Most of the time I tried to mind my parents and do the right things, but there were moments whenever my girlfriend in school and I got mad, we'd pull each other's hair. It wasn't good. Sometimes I would sneak off when it was time to do my chores and whenever I didn't want to be bothered with taking my little sister Carol to the outhouse, I told her there were ghosts in there. I had done wrong things. And I read more, Romans 6.23. The gift of God is eternal life. And I discovered John 1.12, but as many as receive Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. In other words, if I accepted Him into my life, I could be sure of going to heaven someday. There it was, the answer I'd been looking for for nine years and a light bulb clicked in my head and I knelt down and simply asked Jesus to forgive me and come into my life. Felt like a ton of worry was taken from me because now I knew for certain I would go to heaven when I died. We need to be ready with an answer. When the world says, what difference does Jesus make? I had the opportunity to pray 19 years for my aunt when she finally accepted Jesus as a personal Savior, and I know she's in heaven. We have the answer to life, salvation, followed by the gift of our eternal blessed hope that gets us through life. Jesus redeemed us. We need to learn in life that Jesus is our only answer, our eternal one, and we need to share it with others. So this morning we've attempted to answer two questions. First, what is our blessed hope? And we found the answers as promised by God. It's a better hope, and it's the foundation of our salvation. The second question, why is our blessed hope so important? And the answers were that our blessed hope provides comfort and provides urgency to today. When life brings death into our families, we'll have the peace our blessed hope brings. I'm praying everyone here is saved, but if not, please, please, if God is speaking to your heart right now, don't delay Accept Jesus as your personal Savior so you can share with our blessed hope. Let's close in prayer. Our Father God, thank you for your word. I'm thankful for our blessed hope that you can only bring to our lives after you save us, Lord. That we know we will be with you for eternity. And those who precede us, Lord, will come on that rapture and when the trumpet sounds and twinkling of an eye, Lord, will be changed. We won't have to battle arthritis. We won't have to battle COVID. No such thing like that in heaven. But we'll be eternally in your presence to serve you, to praise you, to perhaps 
Shout like the angels, holy, holy, holy you are. And yet your grace is showered down upon us in saving us and keeping us. We thankful, Lord, that we have our blessed hope through the salvation that you've bestowed on us. We're so thankful to be a part of your family, to be adopted as your sons and daughters. May we live for you today and every day that you allow us to be on this earth. We sing praises to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. Have a great week. Lord bless you.